when you're mentally prepared for things, you can handle a lot of stuff. When your mind's not right and not focused on the right things, you can struggle. And when you're a 15, 16, 17 year old kid, and you've been waiting for, you know, it'll be six months by the time we get to September. Mm -hmm. Boy, that's a grind. You know what I mean? The toughest kids can wilt in those circumstances. My name is Grant Bills. I host the Wisco Sports Show every night on WKTY from five to six. But one of my favorite parts of working at WKTY is, is my ability to go watch the best local teams, right? Football in the fall under the Friday night lights, teams like on Alaska and Lacrosse Central and Holman. And then in the winter, watching some of the excellent basketball teams in this area as well, like the Aquinas girls and the Central and Onalaska boys. We're really, really lucky with great local sports. And that's something we've lost during this pandemic. Kids aren't in school. Kids aren't competing and practicing. And with so much conversation on this topic as we approach back to school time, I thought enough listening to politicians, enough reading comments on Facebook. Let's talk to an expert. Let's talk to a coach, a teacher, somebody who's in the hallways, who's organizing practice. And I was lucky enough to be able to talk to Holman head coach Kowalski about the odds that football is played this fall, the reality that his kids and his athletes and their parents are going to have to face and what the next couple of months might look like and how he's prepared to help children through that. So please enjoy his expertise, enjoy his perspective because he knows best. Here's our conversation. Uh, So Coach Kowalski, I want to ask you, first of all, about this summer and and what it's been like for for you and your fellow coaches and teachers. Like, I remember when I was in high school, I didn't play football. I ran track and cross country. So we would meet every morning all summer long, Monday through Friday, and we would go on a run and then we'd stretch and we'd do our workout. And I can't imagine that this summer was like any other, no matter if it's football or cross country or anything. What was it like? Uh, this last couple of months over the summer and like, were you able to get any opportunities in to work out with players or to get them together at all? Or has it just been dead the last couple of months? Well, we basically, you know, I've, I've stayed in contact with them with a messaging app that I have. We did a push up challenge, um, just checking on dudes to see how they're doing. Um, we had a couple apps that we sent out that gave guys the opportunity to do runs and just kind of chart where they went. Um, a lot of kids don't have weights at home. Um, so they weren't really able to get in, you know, into the weight room and do anything because most of the gyms were closed. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you. This is the longest I've ever been away from home in high school in 14 <laughs> years of being there. Sure. Um, the longest I've been away from there, including the summers was 14 straight days. That's the longest I've ever been away from home in high school, including summers. Um, cause I'm always there weightlifting stuff, football stuff. So I've never gone. So March 13th walked out of the building. Um, was able to go back in a couple times cause I had to get a couple different things and then, you know, popped in once or twice to, to grab some football stuff for kids that needed them for camps that they were thinking about going to. Other than that, you know, it's, this has been a very weird summer for me. Well, I'm sure it's, it's very similar to everybody's job or, or whatever. It's just moved digitally, right? Which of course isn't as good. We try to replicate workouts or we try to replicate meetings online. It's, it's never going to be the same. We've, we, you know, we're trying to do the best we can and I can't imagine that that's very good with football, right? That's that's hardly a substitute. September 7th is the day the WIA announced uh, last week that, that that was the day that football practice can start. It was labeled a higher risk sport. That's the day they can start assuming that, you know, the, the risk level in Lacrosse County is is down at an acceptable level. Right now it's at a severe level. I, I, I think we both know and most people know that that doesn't really feel that realistic by September 7th. We never know what's going to happen. I know you said you address your players about the reality of, of the risk level and about that date. What did you tell your, your players and their parents? How'd you handle that announcement? I'm not an optimist and I'm not a pessimist. I'm a realist. So I just talk, talk what I know with the basic situation you're in and try not to speculate too much in the future. 
um, and maybe take a little bit of the past and apply it to, you know, what you know to help you make decisions going forward. And yeah. um, if what we know is is what's current right now, it's it's going to be pretty tough to move out of, of red um, based on the COVID compass and the, the guidelines that the county set up for us. And that's what I told the parents last night and the players. I just said, guys, listen, we have to be in green to play a football game in lacrosse county. Um, well, other counties have different rules, maybe, um, but we know what we know and we can't change those rules. So unless things drastically turn here, um, it's going to be a struggle for us to get a chance at a game. Um, you know, and realistically wise, going from red, which we're in right now, mm-hmm. to green by September 7th is, in my opinion, absolutely unattainable. Um, now, could we be in orange and be allowed to practice? Sure. But if we're in red, we can't practice. We can't play. And if we're in orange, we can practice, but the practices are so restricted that it's not going to look like football in any sense. Um, it's basically going to get a chance for us to get together with players. Um, if we get to yellow, we can start to resemble practices a little bit more um, and start getting back to things like we want to. And obviously in green, it's full go. So it's just not a reality right now. And I've, I've talked to the parents about that. And, you know, I had a conversation with the players, prepare yourself mentally for the worst, hope for the best. Um, because as we saw in the spring, everything got drug out by the WIAA and uh, it, it was too bad that that happened because um, you know, they talk about anxiety and depression being leading causes right now in, in our, our high school age kids. And, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a study that WIAA did and, and what's, what causes anxiety is not knowing something. Um, so, you know, I think that we need to be real with these kids. And I think as a, as a County and as a conference for the NBC, we need to look forward and, give these kids the opportunity to maybe take a shot at things. But once we realize it's not going to go for a hundred percent, we shut things down. Yeah. It's unfortunate, especially for the seniors, right? We talk about the NFL or, or, or the NBA or, or baseball, right? These are professional athletes that can keep their career going. You know, you only get four years in high school and really let's be realistic with football. You know, if you're great, you play a little bit as a sophomore and you start to play more as a junior, but that senior year, that's what you, that's what you train for. That's what you work for. And you look forward to for years and years and years and the idea that students and athletes are going to miss out on that is is heartbreaking. Unfortunately, it's it's kind of the cold reality. I, I want to ask you a couple of more football questions, but but quickly, you brought up anxiety and the fear of not knowing things. I, I want your perspective as a coach, but I also want to ask you as an educator, if school is fully virtual and sports can't be played, which I don't know about you, but like we're going to have college kids coming back to town too. I, I don't see a way in which things line up where we drop in risk. Now, ideally we can maintain and we can keep case numbers low, but I I don't think it's realistic to think this is going to disappear once college students start coming back. If school is virtual and sports can't be played, like what advice are you going to give to your athletes and their parents? How can kids still get some physical fitness and some aspect of teamwork and competition? That's where the years of training come in. You know, I mean, that that the kids have been around us for and those kids that are new and young, it, it, it becomes a, a problem. I'm not going to lie, um, because as people do less, it gives you less motivation to do things. You know, you kind of get stuck in that routine and that rut of, of not doing anything. I told my kids when when we found out kind of how things were going, I mean, even in March, get up at the same time in the morning. I still get up at 5.30 a.m. every single day. It's just like I would be going into school to go in the weight room. I, I, I haven't changed that yet. Um, I still go to bed early at night. And I, you just try to keep yourself in a routine because if you don't keep yourself in a routine, your body gets all out of whack. Eat at the same time. You know what I mean? Do everything at the same time as much as you can to keep your body in a routine. Problem is, is now these kids, have a lot of them have broken routines. You know, they're staying up till 2 a.m. and and uh, sleeping in until noon and playing a lot of video games and not going out and doing a lot of things. And 
that, that's how you get caught in that cycle of stuff because your mind is not focused on what it needs to be focused on. And you know, we, we do a lot of stuff with mental preparation at a home and there's tons of it. We do tons of character building. We've sent out a lot of videos, um, just, a, just short videos, just things to try and keep people on the right track. And, you know, parents even respond back half the you know, vacations and people in the stores. Like, I mean, that's, everything is restricted so bad. Um, and I understand why, but it, it starts to, to make and have an effect on people, especially if you're not mentally prepared for it. Yeah, I think if you can't work out and you can't be in the weight room, you got to keep your mind sharp. That's one thing you can control. And I think routine is is a great way to do that. Really briefly about football, is spring football possible? I know it's not ideal and you want to get a season in any way you can, because like I said, the, the number of opportunities for these kids to compete is finite, right? You only get four years and in football, that that number becomes a lot smaller. It's really your junior and senior year. Spring football keeps getting thrown around as, as a solution. But I, when I talk to football people, I like to ask them about it because you know the routine, you know physically what it takes uh, to make a season happen. Is it really possible? Is it plausible? that a high school football season could be played in the spring? Football is one of those sports you can play at any time as long as there's not two feet of snow on the ground. Sure. You know, I mean, you've seen football played in crazy conditions. Now to practice it in every day like that, uh, you know, that makes it a little bit more difficult that the fields take a beating and they're not going to be, in, yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff happens. But, I mean, there, there's two avenues for this. If, if people saw the WIA um, presentation the other day where the board sat down and talked about what they wanted to do and address each sports group, um, and ask them what their thoughts were of moving fall sports to the spring. Um, got got a lot of feedback about club sports and and legion baseball and things like that for bumping spring sports to the summer and then football and and obviously volleyball and the other fall sports into the spring, um, and then shortening up winter sports. And feedback was kind of all over the place, but uh, in the end, it, it can't happen without the WIA. Yeah. Um, and to say that I'm a little bit disappointed with the WIA would probably be an understatement because they're supposed to be our, our guiding force in all of this. And um, I, I feel like nobody wants to make a decision because nobody wants to be wrong. Sure. And when, when you're a leader and you're trying to be um, the head of something, you understand that you're going to make decisions and sometimes they won't go right, but you either learn, you, you know, you learn from the first start. Um, and then you, you, you gotta be able to weather the storm when you make that decision. I, I'm putting that position all the time as a teacher and a coach. I mean, people are done that all the time. Um, and, and you gotta be willing to, to make a decision good or bad. You gotta be able to make a decision and nobody wants to make a decision. And I think bumping back the season till September 7th probably costs a lot of the Northern Wisconsin teams, the opportunity to play any football games. Mm-hmm. Um, cause a lot of them are not in the same kind of code that we're in and they probably would have played two three, maybe four games before COVID probably would start to spread around in their schools and communities a little bit. Um, down here in lacrosse, uh, Madison, green Bay, Milwaukee, it, it's just not going to happen in the sense that we think it is. Maybe some practices might happen, but the, the chances of us specifically in lacrosse County having competitions, it's just not a reality. Um, and, I, and, and, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with coaches in the NBC about it and, you know, a lot of them, they see the same thing, you know, a month ago, we were holding out hope two weeks ago, we were praying that the WIA would make a statement and do something. And now we're sitting in the reality that September 7th doesn't put us in any better shape. And, you know, the idea that college kids, yeah, we're gonna have 20,000 college kids move back down here in about two weeks. Um, you know, and college kids have a, uh, alternative lifestyle that doesn't um, lend itself to people being apart. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's not going to help our numbers. It's probably going to hurt them. And, you know, with schools, obviously online to start out with, but if we have any kind of face-to-face interaction, when we go back to school, kids are going to get COVID teachers are going to get COVID. 
you're not going to stop it. You can, you can slow it down, but it's still going to happen. Um, and then you start sending those kids back out in the community and community members are going to get it. So, um, until there's a vaccine, realistically, this is probably our reality of life until something like that happens. Yeah. It's a bummer. If you're asking me about springs, if, but if you're asking me about moving stuff the spring there's two two ways we can do it the wia the mbc could move football to the spring you're going to overlap baseball track you know any other sports that are in the spring you would overlap them for boys sports and now you're putting kids in a really bad spot because now they're going to be asked to choose sports Mm -hmm. um and our our school is really tight-knit our coaching group is really really good guys um, we, we stick together pretty tight. We believe in weightlifting. We do a lot of stuff together and I don't want to go drive a wedge in my community to have seven games of football and, and destroy your program for the future. Um, and I told that to the parents last night, if that was something that was an option where we'd move football to the spring and the rest of the state wouldn't do it and we could get seven games out of it. I would not be in favor of that in any sense. Um, because it doesn't help our school district. It's a one-time thing. And I, and I think that it's going to cause more problem than good in the community. Let's say football gets canceled, coach, and, and this is my final question, and this is more me being curious, but maybe it, it goes to show your ideology as a coach and as an educator just a little bit. Say football gets canceled, but some other sports are able to be played like co-ed cross country in the fall. I, I think that sport probably has a good shot to practice or compete in some capacity. You can talk about golf or, or, or track in the spring. Would you recommend that if your kids can't play football that they go out and, and try to compete in another sport? Where do you stand on that? I'm not selfish. So do what you got to do to, to get where you need to get. And that's why I told the parents don't plan for football happening. Like sure. I said, can we have some practices? Maybe, maybe if things get to orange, we could have some practices, but to move from red to green, I just don't see it in this environment. We haven't been back in green since May or March 13th. So what would make us think that we're going to go to green when we have all these college kids moving back in? And, and at some point in time, schools will probably have to be hybrid or some, some, semblance of having kids back in the building, how is that going to allow it? So if my kids can go run cross country and get a couple competitions in, I support them hundred percent because I support cross country. I support home and athletics. Um, and it's not about me or football. It's about these kids. And you know what, if I would have been told my senior year of football would have been canceled, whew, I'd have probably shut down. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I absolutely loved football. It was my favorite thing in the world to do. And if I would have went into my senior year knowing that we had a really good team and had the opportunity to compete and make a playoff run, boy, oh boy, you know, especially with these kids, they lost out their spring sports too. Um, And depending on what sports they were in, depending on what school you were at, you know, you look at like central, those guys were getting ready to, to make a run at state Mm -hmm. and they got shut down in boys basketball. And you look at girls, they were on the cusp of playing state championship games. We had, Aquinas and Mel Min literally one day away from a state championship game. And those got closed out. Um, so we, we, we didn't even have any cases in lacrosse County when that happened. And we had hundreds in the state when we shut things down like that. Now we have thousands a day. Do we think we're really going to move ourselves in the direction to allow sports it's be real? You know, I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, and then going back to, you know, your point of cross country, tennis, golf, things like that, could they possibly compete? Sure. But they have to be in, in a much better phase to be able to even practice. And what's that going to look like? Yeah. I mean, you, you got to ask people, are we coming out of red? And then when the county switched their guidelines, it makes it really, really hard to come out of red. We were trending in the right direction with cases in our area. You know, we were down in the single digits for how many days in a row. And then when they released that new matrix or metrics or whatever it was, 
boy, it, it really threw a wrench in things and it forced schools to be online while we're in red. Um, and even if we come out into orange, it, it creates a whole bunch of problems for schools. So not being a, or not being a pessimist, yeah. I'm just trying to be a realist. And like I said, when you're mentally prepared for things, you can handle a lot of stuff. But uh, when your mind's not right and not focused on the right things, you can struggle. And when you're a 15, 16, 17-year-old kid and you've been waiting for, you know, it'll be six months by the time we get to know, or to September, mm-hmm. boy, that's a grind. You know what I mean? The toughest, yeah. the toughest kids can wilt in those circumstances. Um, we had open gym here for basketball. They had it open for last week for a couple of days. And I stopped in there, just kind of poked my head and see how kids were just, you could just see the energy in them you know, because they got to go do something. I mean, that's just the what it is. And there's other things going on with traveling baseball and different things like that. But mm-hmm. um, everyone knows competing with your friends for your school. That's pretty fun. So yeah, there's there's nothing like it. I, I, I certainly don't envy you. Just know that our community is very much despite what the Facebook comments might say and the loud voices who call into to news radios at, at, at stations like ours. You know, I don't I don't think they're fully representative of of how much support and, and love this community feels for educators and for coaches right now. And like you said, when Central and Aquinas missed out on, on two great, especially the Aquinas girls, right? They they all but had that in the bag and, and Melman looked great and Central played maybe the best game of the, the year against on Alaska and they were going to go to state. It, it was heartbreaking for this whole community. So just know that that we're with you and, and coach, I really appreciate you just sharing your perspective and, and some details from how you're handling things. And it sounds like even in a bad situation, you're going to make the best of it. And, and I know that kids at, at Holman high school are, are at least going to have the best opportunity and the best treatment they can. So I, I appreciate your time coach. Not a problem. Take it easy. A big thanks to coach Kowalski for taking the time to talk to me, but also just to be honest and to be candid, I think as a society, we continue to beat around the bush when it comes to the pandemic and the things it's taken away from us, like sports and school. Nobody wants to tell the difficult truth, and Coach Kowalski didn't dance around that. And I appreciate that because as soon as we accept our reality, the better equipped we are to deal with it. And it sounds like the kids at Holman and in our community are going to have a really, really good support system around them to deal with whatever happens this fall, this school year, and beyond. Make sure to stay up to date with all the latest local news at WK2iSports.com and WisdomNews.com. My name is Grant Bills. Thanks for listening.